We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime. Which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life. Because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. And that'll do it on this one. The Knicks, they had a great fourth quarter effort scoring 39 in the fourth. After trailing by as many as 41, Detroit hangs on for a wire-to-wire win, 93-87. to um, Reporting live from an undisclosed location. I'm on vacation right now, folks. Um, Knicks lose 93-87 to to the uh, Detroit Pistons Summer League squad. Um, say it with me now, folks. This, this fucking team. Um, I don't even know where to start tonight. Um, I, it, they lost by six, a game that they were down by 19 in the beginning of the fourth quarter. Got it within three points somehow, some way. Um, you had apparently the Knicks brass going... Ape shit behind me um, on the sidelines. I guess Leon Rose and World Wide West. I thought nobody loves um, nobody loves owning or running a basketball team quite like quite like Leon Rose and World Wide West. Shout out to those guys. Um, I really do love this fucking team. I know they couldn't hit the far side of a barn tonight, but I do love this team. Um, shout out to our couple of our um, super chats that were in here early. By the way, Don Cappuccini. Uh, reminds him a little bit of the playoff series versus Atlanta. Obi's been encouraging on both ends. He should be getting 10 more minutes. Grimes showing the tools that everybody has been raving about pre-summer league. I prefer quick in an off-ball role. Um, yeah, I mean, let's talk about the good first. Obi Toppin, I don't know what you say about Obi Toppin. He was awesome. <laughs> he had 31 points, um, nine rebounds. Uh, I said, I think or I wrote in my newsletter today that, um, or two nights ago or two days ago, whatever it is, that uh, Emmanuel Quickly was probably the front runner for player of Summer League. I think Obi Toppin probably put his name in that in that um, conversation after tonight, even though they lost. Uh, he was awesome. I mean, again, I'll reference something that I was asked last weekend during the green room. What would have meant more to me um, seeing Obi Toppin 
struggle a lot in summer league or seeing Obi Toppin be awesome in summer league. And I was like, him struggling would mean more because he should come out here and be awesome. That said, I think tonight was particularly impressive because he was, he didn't struggle obviously the first three games because he's been putting up, you know, 19 points and nine rebounds a night. But the fact that he didn't quite look like he had fully put everything together. He was still trying to figure out his way. He was still kind of feeling it out. And then tonight it's like, oh, there's the guy who was the best player in college basketball two years ago. Um, and there's the guy who, as Dom just said in his comment, should probably be getting 10 more minutes tonight. I don't know if he's getting 10 more minutes tonight in the regular season. I, keep in mind, Obi Toppin averaged 11 minutes a game last year. Um, I, I think if we could get him to like 18, 19 minutes a game, 18, I would take 18. I would sign for 18. I think he should probably get 20. I would sign for 18. Um, really good good game from Obi Toppin. Some other Super Chats, um, again, amazing that we have this many people here on a Friday night. Um, Delski, now I really want to see Obi checking into the game at the five, around the three-minute mark, staying in the game, moving down to the four when Julius subs out at the two, three-minute mark uh, at the five, and then two, three, four. Okay, I lost you towards the end there. Here's my thought for Obi Toppin. I agree with you. Well, actually, no, I would do it the other way around. And I think this is what Tibbs is going to do, if he does it. I think he's going to sub in, top in for Randall, like he did last season. And then I think, because if he subs in, top in for Randall, um, it gives him the opportunity to kind of adjust his plan based on game flow. Because then, if you have Toppin in there and it's very clear that you would benefit from a smaller lineup, you could reinsert Randall on the... Because here's the thing. The, the main adjustment that they should make next season is to take Randall out earlier and put in Toppin into the game, not at the end of the first quarter or not with a minute or two left in the first quarter. Put Toppin in the game with like three, four minutes left in the first quarter. At that point, leave Toppin in the game and then if you're Thibodeau, you've already taken Randall out of the game on the earlier side of the first quarter. If you, so it won't be that bad if you want to reinsert Randall at the two, three minute mark of the second. Now, the dangerous thing is there, you're trying to extend Randall for a large portion of the second quarter. But I think Tibbs would like to have that additional flexibility as opposed to playing Randall and, and Obi together um, in the first quarter. Also, teams don't know, necessarily know if you're going to go to that because you can kind of adjust on the fly. Um, that's what I would do, but Tom Thibodeau won the NBA Coach of the Year last year, and I um, did not. So we'll see what he does. Um, Don Cappuccini, another comment here in the Super Chat. I still haven't changed my mind on wanting Deuce to be our third string point guard. Yeah, we can go from good to bad. Um, so we talked about Obi. Let's talk about Deuce. He obviously struggled immensely from the field. Um, I, I did not think... Uh, it changed his approach on the defensive end. I still thought he was a pest. Um, I just, you know, imagine being Deuce McBride over the last 48 hours. The entire city of New York is like saying your name, pumping you up, saying, oh, this is our guy. This is our latest draft steal. You know, it, I, I, don't, I don't blame him for coming out tonight and maybe struggling a little bit. That's got to be a lot to put on a kid's shoulders. I don't care who you are. Um, or, or how, how steady of a hand you may have. 
Um, I'm not going to take tonight's abysmal shooting performance from Deuce McBride and hold it against him. I thought the shots were good shots. He just wasn't hitting him. Um, okay, let's keep going with Super Chat. Um, let's see what else we got. Kevin Danishevsky, Reed Travis is so bad. <laughs> I'm listening to my... Uh, my my mom and my wife are uh, listening in the other room. What can I say about Reed Travis? Reed Travis. Um, Reed Travis, you seem like a really nice young man. That's what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, he was 0 for 8 tonight. I think he missed one. Like, to call it a layup would be disingenuous. It was like, I don't know. It was like Papa Shot, except you got to step over the boundary where you're not supposed to step and like literally put the ball in the basket and you couldn't even do that. Um, okay, we talk, we started good with top and then we went to bad with McBride. Uh, let's go good, let's go Quentin Grimes. So Quentin Grimes and I played 30 minutes, six to 10 from the field for 15 points, three to six from deep. Um, some of the threes he hit, I thought were really, really, like there were uh, some with not a lot of room, uh, definitely one of the threes that I could recall off the top of my head was a pretty deep three. Most importantly, far more importantly than what he did on offense, I thought defensively tonight, uh, Quentin Grimes showed you why um, he may still be heard from if we're talking about guys who are going to try to nudge their way into this rotation. I thought his defense was absolutely spectacular tonight. Look, the Detroit Pistons won tonight. They won by six in a game where they hit 18 threes and the Knicks hit nine. They hit they hit twice as many threes as the Knicks. Were some of the Knicks rotations and coverages there not what you wanted to see? Absolutely. That said, um, I, I'm well. This was not a good defensive performance by any stretch from the Knicks. I thought Quentin Grimes was good on defense. I was very encouraged by what we saw from him. Um, I thought he looked the part of a guy who's going to be able to come in and uh, maybe within a couple of years uh, hold his own uh, defensively against some some uh, pretty good uh, wings in the league. Um, <laughs> Cunningham dropping easy threes. Good comp. I mean, listen, he's the first pick in the draft, and he's a guy that people consider a once-every-couple-of-years-level prospect. I mean, he looked really good. I'll tell you who else looked really good. Killian Hayes. Um, I, if I was a Pistons fan, um, for all 18 of them out there, um, I'd be very excited for what lies in store for Kate Cunningham and, and Killian Hayes in the backcourt together. I think Sadiq Bey is going to be awesome. I loved Sadiq Bey last year. I uh, shouldn't have made the all-rookie team over Emmanuel quickly, but he was, he was very good. And, um, yeah, they're going to have a good team. Um, who, who's Isaiah Stewart, Beef Stew, really good. So, um, yeah, they'll be fun. Um, what else do we have here? Uh, C.T. Pittman. Of course, it wouldn't be a super chat without C.T. Pittman. Showed our toughness tonight. Culture is set. I love the. I love it. You know, I you know I eat this stuff up with a with a spoon. Um, great pod with you and Vork today. Thank you very much. Go Knicks. Shameless plug for the Knicks Film School podcast for anybody who missed my uh, podcast today with Mike Vorkanoff of the Athletic. It was his final podcast in his capacity as an athletic. Um, or as a Knicks beat writer. He's staying with the Athletic to write about um, the business of the NBA. I can't wait to see what he does. Um, Vork is awesome. 
If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. We went good with Obi. We went bad with McBride. We went good with um, Quentin Grimes. Let's go bad. Um... Yeah, I mean, 4 for 18 is 4 for 18, right? Emmanuel quickly did not have a good game. This is who Emmanuel quickly is. He's a guy that is going to have games like he had the other night where he looks like he can't miss, um, and he's going to win, te- win games for his team by himself occasionally. Um, he almost, you know, beat the Blazers in Portland last year. Um, he almost beat the Nets in Brooklyn. Um, he won a few other games with his shot making for the Knicks last year. And then there are other games where he goes out and he shot, and we saw this last year, this is not a new phenomenon, where he shot one for eight, one for nine, whatever, two for ten, whatever it is. The difference between tonight and games last year is obviously this is the Summer League team, so there is no, there is no leash. The leash is endless. He's the best player on the team. Um, well, either him or Obi. Um, so he got to keep shooting and he wasn't hitting his shots. Were there some decisions that he would have liked to have back? Absolutely. 
Um, I think he reminded you again. Well, and I say this with, he had nine assists um, to three turnovers. So three to one assist to turnover ratio. That said, this is the type of game where if you actually watch this game, you again saw the signs like, okay, Emmanuel quickly for all the people over the summer before, don't forget there's a lot of people before the Knicks had their free agency. Six fouls to thank you, uh, fan 94, Nick. Um, a lot of people before free agency were like, why can't quickly be our starting point guard? I think over the course of Summer League, he's reminded you why he's not ready to be a starting point guard in the NBA. He might not even be ready to be a full-time backup point guard in the NBA, but he's a guy who could run your offense for stretches at a time. He's a guy that should run the Knicks offense for stretches at a time um, this year. Um, I'm, I'm totally cool if they want to give him the essentially the third string point guard job for when, you know, Rose is out or Kemba sits or whatever the case may be. I think he could handle that. And I think he could handle that, especially because he's not going to be the, the only guy out there. They're not going to make him be the only guy out there who can run the show. Like they're going to have him out there with whether it's McBride or whether it's Vildoza, if he's even on this team, or even with a guy like Alec Burks. Um, you know, who we saw run point for, for this team last year. So I'm, I'm still focusing more on the good with quickly. I love his fight. I really do love his fight. I love this kid. He just, he's relentless. He cares about winning. Um, yeah, I'm an Emmanuel quickly fan and you're never going to be able to talk me off that, uh, off that Island. Uh, not that any, I think anybody wants to be off that Island. I mean, who doesn't love Emmanuel quickly? He's great. Um, okay. Uh, what did I not talk about? I think I hit the big guys. I mentioned Reed Travis. Uh, oh, uh, Rokas. Rokas. Rokas, Rokas. Uh, so Rokas, uh, Jacobatis was three for five, played 12 minutes at eight points. I thought he had some nice, some nice minutes. Um, I think he's going to play in Barcelona this year. Uh, I'm not sure if this is going to wind up being his last game in summer league. I know he has to go uh, back to Europe. If this is all we ever see of him. As a pro player, um, it's been fun. Hopefully, we get to see him uh, in a few years in a in a Nick uniform. I agree. Rokas will be good. Jeremy E. with a uh, comment in the Super Chat. Disagree with saying McBride had a bad game. Do you, well, let me rephrase that. I, you're right. I misspoke. He had a bad offensive game. It's tough to say that a guy had a good game when he goes two for 14. But I agree that the best, without even reading the rest of your comment, the thing that you love for McBride tonight is that he didn't let his offensive struggles impact what he was doing at the end of the floor, at the other end of the floor. That said, I can't say it a good game. Um, uh, a plus, he had several really good passes, including one that Selden flat out missed. Yes, he did. Don't disagree with any of that. Um, you like what you like that. You you don't. The, the worst thing you want to see is a rookie coming in and letting his um, struggles on the offensive end. Um, impact what he's doing elsewhere. Speaking of good passes, for all of Obi Toppin's 31 points, I think maybe my favorite play from Obi Toppin is when he was in the corner, got the pass from I forget who, and um, someone was running out for the contest, and Obi quick hit, uh, I think it may have been Reed Travis, under the basket, and Reed Travis um, missed the bunny. Um, love that pass from Obi Toppin. Um, my wife is telling me I missed the super chat. Overratedness. I know Rokas is a draft and stash, but I would like to see him get more time. He was a plus 15. He started in the Olympics and he's getting benched for Selden. 
I think they want to start with a more, oh, here's the super chat that I missed. I got you, Hush Zoo. Um, I think they want to start with a more traditional lineup, which is why I think they're starting Selden at the three. Um, I thought Selden was fine tonight. Uh, that said, Selden played 22 minutes. Um, you know, they don't want to start going small. They want to kind of start more traditional, whatever. It's not the biggest of deals to me. You got to remember, Rokas, like this isn't as vital for Rokas. Rokas is going to go and play professional basketball in the second best league in the world starting very soon. He's going to get all the experience you could possibly want. I think this is more important for some of the other guys that are here. I'm not saying Wayne Selden, um, but, you know, these are vital minutes for, like, Grimes and McBride and even, honestly, Obi and Quickly. Um, Rokas is going to play a ton, so I'm not really worried about that. Hush Zoo, Pistons NBA starting lineup, just edged us out in a summer league game. Congrats to them. Let's, can we talk about this for a second? Who tonight, so the Pistons' actual starting lineup is going to be Cade, Killian, Sadiq Bey, um, Jeremy Grant, and, uh, and, and Beef Stew. So the three of their five starters. But Saban Lee is going to maybe probably be their sixth man, um, unless I'm forgetting someone. If I am forgetting someone, somebody please uh, tell me. Um, so uh, I, hope, I hope, by the way, I hope they start uh, Beef Stew. Um, as opposed to whichever Plumlee is there. Um, I like I like Isaiah Stewart. Um, okay, I think that's it. I'm gonna I'm gonna get some couple other uh, comments in the chat that I'm gonna get out of here. Um, oh, we have Andrew here. Two cents. Tonight's game from IQ is why I'm looking forward to him taking another year or two to learn behind Kemmer and Rose. Very good comment, uh, Andrew Claudio. Not ready to give the keys. Look at Andrew Claudio contributing in big ways here. Um, Reg Ice. IQ is trying way too hard. We wanted to prove himself against Cunningham, and he stuck the place up. He must learn to have to play his game. Yeah, I mean, there may have been a little bit of uh, a little bit of pressing going on. I, I think they the announcers even alluded to that in the first half. By the way, um, hold on. Tyler Michaels, which bourbon are you drinking this evening, John? I have not had a bourbon yet. I was doing wine during dinner, and then I carried my wine drinking over to the game. I will have a nightcap though. I don't know what, um, I think there's some bullet in the liquor cabinet where I am. So it's probably gonna be bullet. Um, can I just say real quick before I get out of here, it would be nice to have a group of announcers who, and I feel bad even saying this because I, I does, does um, Sam Mitchell have like a minor speech impediment? If he does, I apologize, but like it's quickly. It's not quickly. It's quickly. Um, you know, at one point they called him Deuces McBride. And then I'm fairly certain at, uh, there was, uh, they pronounced Obi's name, Obi Topley. I swear to God, I heard an Obi Topley somewhere in there during the broadcast. Um, it's just not what you want. Like if you're the announcer for a game, just get the pronunciations down. Um, although to, to Sam Mitchell's uh, credit, um, he did, Acknowledge that he was not even going to attempt to say Rokas's name. So, um, yes, Mike Breen did call Taco Fall Taco Bell. So that's, you know, it happens. That's that's very fair. Um, all right. I think uh, I think that's it. Um, <laughs> man, some harsh. I, I said Mitchell was a good coach, but maybe he shouldn't be an asking game. Um, okay, I think that's it. I'm going to get out of here. Uh, thank you, to everybody, for coming in on a Friday night. 
Um, it never ceases to amaze me how many people come and, and check these things out after summer league games, especially on nights like tonight. Um, so I will be back with you uh, tomorrow after tomorrow's game. And then I think from that point, we are waiting to see when the Knicks play uh, next. I think it has been announced that they will play Monday or Tuesday. It, it has not been announced, to my understanding, when that game will be. But obviously, we will be with you after uh, every one of the uh, summer league games for a post game. And uh, don't forget, check out Green Room tomorrow morning at 10. I think that's it. All right. Everybody enjoy the rest of your weekend and uh, we will talk to you soon. Peace out.